This presentation is from UX Australia 2018, held in Melbourne. For more presentations, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Just getting Bree set up. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for coming along. It's the last 10 minute talk of the conference, so really appreciate your time for sticking around. <laughs> um, so the title of our talk is not title of talk, as you would have seen in the program. Um, it's actually transforming the disclaimer with a UX writing approach. Um, so just to start off with, or should we use clicker? Yeah, clicker. Yeah, we do clicker. clicker. <laughs> um, so first off, I'm Ailey and I'm a digital content manager at Bankwest. I've been working there for about two years now. And I'm Bree, and I have exactly the same bio as Ailey. Um, I'm a digital content manager for Bank West, and I've been there for also for two years. Yeah. Um, so why this topic, how to transform the disclaimer? So as a content writer, you write many different types of content, whether it be an error message for an application form, um, it might be an email for a marketing campaign, or it might be a new product page for a website. Yeah, and when we were trying to come up with a topic for UX Australia, we decided to crack a notoriously difficult topic, um, disclaimers. Um, they're a really difficult piece of content to write or edit. So um, can I get a show of hands in the audience who regularly skips reading disclaimers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool, you're not alone. Um, so <laughs> disclaimers are complex. Um, I mean, they have the stigma of being full of complex um, legal jargon that someone with an accounting or legal degree would only understand. Yeah, so from our experience, they tend to uh, cause confusion and anxiety um, with the customer, and as a result, users tend to skip important information. But um, disclaimers shouldn't be thought of as an intimidating barrier. They're actually there to help the customer. Um, and as writers for a bank, we know that every word counts on the screen, and this includes disclaimers. And this is why it's so important that we work really, really closely with our legal and compliance team. Um, Brie and I work directly with them to make sure that um, all the content that we're putting out to our customers is simple and clear and um, compliant from a regulatory point of view. Yeah, so not only do we have to make sure that Bankware sticks to its regulatory obligations, we also are there to also make sure that um, a customer gets enough information they need to make a really intelligent and informed decision to take out a product. But how can we make a difference writing a disclaimer when we are constantly told things like, we just have to do it? <laughs> and we don't have time to change it. Um, so these are the two phrases that Bree and I hear all the time at Bankwest. Um, so what we wanted to do was kind of talk to you through two case studies where we were able to kind of overcome that challenge of being told, you don't have time to change it and we just have to do it. So over to you, Bree. Thank you. Give you that one. <laughs> Okay, case study one, demystifying the comparison rate. I know it sounds fascinating, but <laughs> bear with me. Um, so basically, uh, the, um, the lesson of this, well, it deals with the um, issue, we just have to do it. And um, the takeaway from this case study will be, even if we just have to do it, we can still make it better. So when you see a TV ad, a billboard, or a website banner advertising, say, um, a home loan with this great variable rate, you'll in fact see two rates. Um, you'll see the featured rate that they're all talking about, and then the second rate is a higher rate, and it sits right next to that rate, and it's called the comparison rate. Um, and basically, it's something that a bank has to display next to all, every um, home loan and um, personal loan rate. So they're everywhere. <laughs> um, something that the bank also has to do is they also have to include a comparison rate warning. Um, so in the case of Bank West on our website, we what up until recently we had a link that showed underneath the comparison rate and it said comparison rate warning. And when the customer clicked on it, they were taken down to this. 
Like, talk about intimidating, right? We're saying, this home loan rate's great, and then we're giving them a warning about it. And in fact, we're not even telling them what a comparison rate actually is. We're warning the customer about something, and they don't even know what it's about. And if a warning sign doesn't make sense, how useful can it really be? So um, who here knows what a comparison rate even is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, not many people know. Um, you're not alone if you don't know. Um, we had a, um, a home finance manager. Um, he was a quite prominent one at Bank West. He came on board our team as a um, uh, performance manager. And he said that um, basically he got so many customers asking what a comparison rate was. So um, with his help, we wanted to remove a bit of the mystery around the comparison rate. So if you, in case you're curious, this is our definition of what a comparison rate is. I won't read it out. <laughs> um, but what we wanted to do uh, when we wanted to make things simple for the customer, our goals were to, one, uh, we wanted to help increase understanding and reduce confusion around the comparison rate. Two, we wanted to increase customers' awareness about the accuracy of the comparison rate and the importance of in considering all of a loan's features before they made that decision to take out the loan. Uh, we wanted to steer customers to self-educate by giving them a clear description up front. And four, we wanted to really reduce that fear around the warning as well. So the challenge, <laughs> under the NCCP Regulation 99 requirement, we can't change the warning text. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, <laughs> but the solution, so what we did is we uh, changed the warning of the hyperlink. So you remember it was that very scary comparison rate warning. Uh, so we changed it to a much more customer friendly understand the comparison rate. And when the user clicked on it, they were taken down to a really uh, simple um, definition um, of the comparison rate that sat just above the warning. So they could make that really um, informed decision first about what these rates actually meant and which loan to take out. So it's a really, really um, good um, example of how content, our legal compliance teams, they we work, work together to make things not only more simple for the customer, but also more informative. So yes, over to you, Ailey, for case study two. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. okay, so um, I'm going to chat to you guys about a case study um, that actually Aaron and I worked on um, at Bankwest. Um, so before we kind of pointed out how many people often kind of skim over disclaimers and I'll chat to you a little bit about how we created a contextual disclaimer um, even when we were told we don't have time to change it. Um, there's still hope regardless of how much time that you have. Um, so the project that I was working on was to digitise our online application form for applying for a business transaction account. So this was targeted to our business customers. So while we're going through this process of making it digital, we asked the business customer normal things like, you know, about themselves, about their business, their ABN, um, how they'd like to set up their account and if they'd like anybody else added to the account. So this is the end product of going through that process. But before this, this is what we had to work from. So these were our manual forms, and when we, <laughs> <I was laughing. laughs> um, and while we were working from these manual forms, we discovered that there were disclaimers that we needed to transfer over. Um, the one that I'm about to show you is the biggest one that we had the, um, that we had to overcome. So this looks pretty hectic, right? So um, you guys don't have to read it. I'll go over it in two sentences what it means. So what we're trying to do is explain to our business customers what will happen when you add someone else to your account. So what will happen or what access can that accountant have or that employee? So we're trying to explain to someone and help them to understand what that process means. And with any other project, with, with, with us having limited time to work on the content and get all the sign-offs, um, you would either, you'd be asked not to edit it because either there's no time, legal have written it, <laughs> and it's already been signed off. 
Um, and this is usually how it would feel for the customer <laughs> at the end of the day, a little bit out of place. Um, so unlike the prescribed text that Brie was showing you guys before, the comparison rate warning, we had the opportunity to edit the text, but we had to be really, really quick. So back to the disclaimer. So we got all of our stakeholders in a room for a quick half an hour kickoff. That included our product owner, our business analyst, our legal counselor, and our compliance manager. And what we did was we answered two basic questions in that session. What does the customer need to know? And where does this fit in the process? So after that half an hour kickoff meeting, about 30 minutes of frantic copywriting, um, a half an hour phone call and about three emails later, um, we, landed to, we, we landed on an approach that both um, accomplished both those goals. Um, so this was the final result with the approvals attached. So first we managed to explain what the additional person on the account could do in simple plain English. Um, we broke up the actions into common and uncommon and those are the two sentences. Um, so you'll see the first sentence talks about the types of transactions that the, um, that the account signatory can do, and then the second sentence touches the actions that aren't commonly used, like cancelling the account or changing the product. But it's still really important for that person to know. Um, so um, the second thing that we did was that we put it in a place that made sense. So I touched on before that, you know, we're asking all these different types of questions, like about you, how do you like the account set up? We actually put this information in the place that they were going to be adding that person. So the conversation that the customer was having was, hey, would you like anybody else added to your account? This is what they'll be able to do, and this is what will happen once you've added them. So all that content was together. By putting all of our um, skill sets together with a UX focus, we are able to make the content intuitive to what the customer was doing and to write something that was compliant from a regulatory point of view. So from our case studies, we had a couple of key takeaways that we'll take you through. Okay, one, um, strong relationships are important, whether it be with your legal team, compliance team, your business analyst, your performance manager, it doesn't matter. Um, you're all responsible for the user experience. Keep asking why and identify the compliance requirement <laughs> early on. In that initial <laughs> kickoff meeting, we did not have that content there. We went directly, and went directly to the issue and went, well, what are we trying to solve? So make sure that you're asking why so that your customer doesn't. Um, in a fast-paced digital world, um, we know that uh, the difference uh, between a sentence that's compliant and then one that can get us in the headlines and not in the good way can sometimes come down to a single word. So it's really important. And there's always something that you can do, whether it's something um, small or something major. If you're working in an agile environment, you can always do something, um, an iteration at a time. There's always a small difference that you can make for the customer. And we'll just leave you guys with this little quote that we've got from one of our legal counsellors at Bankwest. Um, this was some of the feedback that she gave us um, early last year, and it's something that's really stuck with us ever since. So keep on challenging and writing things simply for our customers. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Is there are details if you yeah, any details, questions? Details, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to this presentation from UX Australia 2018. For more presentations, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.